Welcome to the Epicenter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Epicenter Church, visit epicenterchurch.com.au. Good morning, Epicenter. How are we this morning? We're great? Awesome. Me too. So last week, Rob spoke about vision for our church. And speaking about vision, it gets me thinking and it should get us thinking about where we are and where we want to be. Vision is important in the life of our church, but it's also so important for our personal lives. And I think all of us feel the same way when I say that we all want to finish well, as in finishing life well. But in order to do that, we need to do the journey well. And in this journey, there are seasons, and in, this, in seasons, there are processes. And I really feel that God has, um, that he wants to bring a word today about learning how to thrive in these seasons, not just survive them. Visions and dreams are important, but how do we live in the meantime? How do we live in that time between point A and point B in the meantime? Is it, are we surviving? Are we just keeping our head above water? Or are we actually thriving? Are we embracing the meantime? Are we embracing that time between where we are and where we want to be? I believe it starts with a few points. Number one is actually recognising that there are different seasons of our lives. And number two is that understanding that these seasons don't last forever. Amen. (laughs) Some seasons are challenging. They're hard. Um, But I want to encourage you this morning that seasons don't last forever. Once we've recognised the particular season that we're in, we can then, instead of trying to fight the season, we can embrace it. Instead of getting frustrated, we can embrace it and we can thrive in where God has us and in what he has us doing while we wait until that next season to come to pass. So I believe that there's no wasted experiences, there's no wasted seasons in our life. That God is outside of time, that he sees the plan he has for your life. Before you were born, he had a destiny and a purpose placed on each and every one of you. And during hard and difficult seasons where we may feel like we've been put on a shelf or we have absolutely no idea why we are where we are, God knows, he knows that that season is paramount for the next season. And that's what I want to talk about today. It's learning to recognise the season we're in, even though it may seem difficult, even though you may have absolutely no clue what you're meant to be doing, it's embracing that and thriving in it, thriving in what God is doing in you and instilling in you in that particular season. This brings me to mind of a season of life. Um, First off, I will backtrack a little while. When I was about 19 or 20 years old, I went to a Hillsong conference and I felt so clearly that God had called me to preach, that he placed a word on my heart and said, I want you to start writing sermons. 
And at that point, I'd never spoken at all in front of church. I'd done a bit of singing and a bit of music, but at that point, I'd never spoken. And I thought, oh, wow, okay, that scared the living daylights out of me. And at that point, I also stuttered really severely. And I thought, God, you've got the wrong person. Oh, you've got the wrong person. And you're calling me to be a preacher one day and you want me to start writing sermons. Okay. It was as clear as day, but I was petrified. Fast forward to about 2009 in a season of our lives. We were married. We had Isabel. She was about eight months old and I was expecting number two. We were in a season I like to call an early midlife crisis for Will. (laughs) He had decided to quit being an accountant and become a dairy farmer. And so we pursued that. I was the faithful wife who pursued that with him. And we went and he got a job as a manager, a farm manager on a little farm just out of Tatura. And so, actually it was quite quite a big farm, but that's where we were at. So I found myself, no fault of wills, but just because of what the job called for, he was working really long hours. So I found myself in a position of being a bit of a single mum, doing life a little bit on my own with one toddler and one on the way. And it was in that season that God started to bring to life what he'd spoken in my life all those years ago. And I was frustrated because at that point we lived 45 minutes away from our church. We didn't feel that we were called away from our church in Yamurka, but the career, the job choice put us in that position. So we were about 45 minutes. I was still serving, singing and playing drums at that point. And so I would quite often travel to church on my own with one in tow, and I'd quite often do a lot of that on my own while he was working. Um, and But during this time, God really drew me close to him. He ignited something amazing within me, and he reminded me of the calling upon my life and of what was before me. And he drew me to the word in that season, and I remembered <laughs> I read all the New Testament, I prayed, I wrote journals, I I was just enthralled in God. I was enthralled in what he was saying to me and he was giving me snippets of my future and snippets of my calling and snippets of leadership and snippets of all this amazing stuff and I couldn't do any of it at all. I felt like I I was isolated on a farm (laughs) you know, felt like a single mom with a child. And I'm like, God, you're telling me this now? Why now? You know, it was like he was dangling, um, you know, you know, like a carrot in front of a donkey or, you know, like a huge lollipop in front of a child and saying, you can't have it yet though. And I was frustrated. I was discouraged. I felt isolated. I couldn't get to meetings at our local church because it was too far away and I had a baby and it just was just, yeah, so I missed out on prayer meetings. I felt discouraged because I thought like I was missing out on what God was doing in those meetings. But then when I look back at it now, he was doing something far greater in me 
And I, even though I felt isolated, I wasn't isolated. I felt like I was hidden. And it's amazing because I was, I, just this week, I've been doing this devotion on kingdom identity and it talks about the hidden seasons are the sacred seasons. And so in that season of my life, even though I felt frustrated because God was showing me all these amazing things for me in my future and yet I couldn't do them yet, he, I felt like now that I see it is that they were hidden seasons and that they were so sacred. I remember just being so close to him. It was just amazing hearing so much from him so clearly, getting lots of downloads, lots of fresh revelation. And looking back at that now, I know that he was instilling in me in that season for what he was preparing me for. And so I challenge you today, what season are you in? Do you know what season you're in? Are you embracing it? Are you thriving or are you just surviving? I believe that we can thrive in these seasons. And I've got a couple of points. Number one is to build what is in front of us. What are you building? In this season that you're currently in, what are you building? What is in front of you? In Nehemiah, the builders of the wall had to build the wall directly in front of them. It says in Nehemiah 3.28, Above the horse gate, the priests made repairs, each in front of his own house. That's what they were told to do. They were told to build a wall directly in front of them. They weren't told to build the wall beside them, their neighbour's wall, or the one around the back or one across the road. They were told to build directly in front of them. So that was their responsibility. Sometimes in our seasons, instead of building what's been given to us, what's right in front of us, we can actually look over the wall. We can look beyond the wall. We can even get distracted by someone else's wall because we want to be doing what they're doing. Or instead of building what's now, we want to be building what's over there, what's a few years down the track. So what is in front of you? What are you called to build? It's really important that we embrace what we're building now because I know that God is doing something in us now. And if we don't build and embrace what we're doing now, we're going to miss what he's doing. And I don't want to miss what God is doing now. Even though he may have given you a vision, given you a dream or placed a desire upon your heart of what you're going to be doing, he needs you to be doing what you need to be doing now because you're not over there because you're meant to be here. He's not ready for you to be over there yet. So you need to trust God and build what he's given you. Noah wasn't given a wall to build, but he was given a boat to build. Could you imagine, you know, when God said to him, I want you to build an ark? And he's like, really? And so he didn't understand what God was asking him to do, but he obeyed and he did it. If he didn't if he wasn't obedient and if he didn't do what God had asked him to build right then, all of his family would have died as well. Regardless of whether you understand 
the entire reasoning behind what you're doing right now, it doesn't matter. What the most important thing is that you are faithful in this season and that you do what you feel that God is asking you to do. As I said before, we have trouble recognising what's directly in front of us and it doesn't make sense because we can't see the end result. Noah couldn't see what was before him. He was just told, I want you to build a boat. I'm not giving any, any more info, just build a boat. And it's like that with us at times. I want you to do this. Right now, I don't want you to do that. I want you to do this. And so it's about trusting God and knowing that, as I said earlier, that God is beyond time. He has your life mapped out. He has your plan, your destiny. It says in Jeremiah 29, 11, we all know so well, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They are good. They're not for disaster. They're for future and a hope. Amen. So what is directly in front of you? What has God asked you to build? God is saying to you today that you are where I want you right now. You're not over there because I don't want you over there just yet. I believe that the processes in our season are God's way of preparing us and keeping us and sustaining us for what he has for us. And so that's the next point that I want to go on to is that he's asked you to build something. Well, he's going to give you the means to do that. So you need to recognise what's in your hand. So that's point number two, recognise what's in our hand. He will give us, if he's called us into a season, if he's called us to build something, then he's given us the means and the tools to do such that. He put a stick in the hand of Moses and look what happened. He put a hammer in Noah's hand. JL had a tent peg. She used what she did, what she knew well. <laughs> King David had a staff in the season of being a shepherd which prepared him to hold a slingshot and a stone. When I was going through my season back on the farm, I didn't realise at that point but it wasn't until after that that I realised, wow, God put time in my hand. So he gave me time. I had all the time in the world on the farm. Even though I had a child, I still had so much time. And if I hadn't have used that time wisely and been obedient and listened to God, you know, and... and went into his word with him and spent those hours of devotion and praying, I, I really strongly believe that I wouldn't have what he's placed within me, you know, to this day. He sees beyond. He sees where we're going to be. And so he knows exactly what he needs to do in us right now. God is passionate about growth. And if we're not being stretched, then we're not growing. And if we're not growing, then we're probably not being prepared for what he has for us. Growing is difficult and painful at times. So if you are going through a difficult season, a painful season, be encouraged today that God is growing you. He's pruning you. He's pruning you and growing you for that next season. David's field prepared him for Goliath. 
he had to spend those years tending the sheep, killing the bear, to prepare him for what God had in store for him for that victory over Goliath. And point three, don't rush the process, don't skip steps. We all know how important the process is. When it comes to cooking, we have cooks in the room. How important is it to make sure that we churn the butter and the sugar before we add the flour? How many times have I not read the recipe and just chucked it all in? And it just hasn't turned out. And then I go back to the recipe and go, ah, oh, I was meant to do the butter and the sugar together alone and then add in the rest of the ingredients. So there are processes for very good reasons. Giving birth, all those mothers out there, we know all of the stages of childbirth. It's the body's way of preparing itself for that child to come out. So there are processes and steps for very good reasons. How often do we want to rush the process, rush the season, because I want to get over there. God's got something amazing over there or I've got this opportunity over there. I don't want to do this. I just want to skip all this and I want to be over there. Well, David would not have been the man that God needed him to be if he hadn't have spent those years in the field as a shepherd. Think about it. Before David was born, his destiny was designed by God. David spent the beginning of his life looking after his father's sheep. For all he knew, that's what his life would end up being, just a shepherd. But this season in his life was so important in the life that God used to speak into the life of this young boy. God needed David to spend this time in that season. It just blows my mind because, as I said earlier, that God has a plan for all of us. He's designed this, this, you know, he's mapped out the course of our lives. And so he knows in every single season that we're going through why, and I know it's hard because we don't necessarily understand and we don't know. And I know at that point in time that David may have gone, well, is this all my life is going to be? Okay, then. Well, that's, well, that was fine. And he didn't know what was before him. So it's about trusting God in those seasons where you don't know. Let's talk about Esther as a prime example of being in the right place at the right time. The book of Esther shows through, though indirectly, God's heroic concern for the Jews. Some may see this a book of coincidences, but I see this as God's plan for his chosen people. How God indirectly made a way for a young Jewish girl to end up being queen of one of the greatest powers of the world in that time. In a time when the lives of her people were threatened, she alone of all the Jews had access to the king. A coincidence or God's plan? Here was a young Jewish girl being summoned by the king to possibly be the next queen if she found favour in the king's eyes. Before even meeting the king, she alone, she along with the other girls had to spend 12 months having beauty treatments, six months with oil of myrrh, and six months with perfumes and cosmetics before the king would even look at them. Talk about process. <laughs> Indirectly, I believe God was using this process in Esther's life to position her, prepare her 
for what was about to take place. Esther won favour with the king and it was because of this favour that she was crowned queen and therefore able to influence the king in a time when her people desperately needed the favour. Esther's cousin Mordecai reminded her of her unique place when she said, when he said, who knows that you have come to a royal position for such a time as this? Esther 4.14. And although the process for Esther had been long and difficult, Esther was positioned in the right place at the right time. I believe we are all in positions, right place and the right time. Regardless of whether you see that or agree with that, I encourage you to seek God. I encourage you to, to ask God, okay, God, you know, am I in this position, the right place, the right time? Show me, Lord, I need to see it. I need your reassurance and I need your peace. I need your direction because I believe that we are all in a position of influence regardless of where we are, whether we are in between jobs, whether we are a stay-at-home mum, whether we are a working mum, whether we are in school, whether we are an owner of a business. You know, regardless of where we are, you have a position of influence. Your position in life is not an accident. Where you are right now, today, is not an accident. You being here in this place is not an accident. And that's why we need to recognise where we are, not fight it, but embrace where we are and thrive. You might be crying out, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I have absolutely no idea. And do you know what? To be completely honest with you, God placed this on my heart to speak about this a couple of weeks ago. And my life is completely different now to what it was years ago. Even in that time as a single, uh, you know, not a single mum, but feeling isolated, I am in a completely different season now. And God put this on my heart and I'm saying to God over these last few weeks, I don't know where I am and what I'm meant to be doing. And... And I'm like, God, I can't talk about this if I don't know 100% exactly what you're doing. And it was today in worship <laughs> that he said to me, because I've been asking him and praying and praying and I'm like, God, you just got to give me something just so that I can, when I'm preaching, you know, I can say, you know, well, you know, God has me in this season and blah, blah, blah. But it's like he was holding me out to the last minute and, and I really believe that I'm in a season of being, you know, I guess, restored and that God is reinstilling in me in those things that he's promised me and that it's a season of him you know, reminding me of where I'm meant to be and what I'm meant to be doing. You know, every season is completely different and that's okay. That's my last point is trusting God. After this season, back in 2009, it was a couple of years later, I became into leadership um, at our church. I was a creative ministries director. Um, I did a bit of admin and, you know, I, I felt like my place in leadership, 
I was in a really, really good place. I felt like that's where God had called me to. At that point in time, I was flourishing. I was thriving. I was happy. Life was great. And then I made some bad decisions, which in turn led me into a very, very dark season for a couple of years. And consequences of that dark season, I was stripped of everything. So I lost everything. I lost my leadership title, my job, just stripped of everything. Um, And what I want to encourage you with today is that God's put a plan on your life. And if you stuff up, that's not going to stuff up his plan. If you make the wrong decision, it's not going to make him change his mind about you. God put this destiny, and I really feel like this leadership gift upon my heart, you know, before I was born. And when I was thinking about it, when he did that, when he saw that in me, he knew exactly what I was going to do. He knew that I was going to fall really hard and make some really bad decisions But he didn't go, oh, well, I'm not going to give that to her because I know what she's going to do. So we need to trust God that he's put greatness inside of each and every one of you and that regardless if you feel like you're walking in that or not and if you've made wrong decisions, that's okay because that doesn't change the way God sees you. It doesn't change the identity that he's given you. And if someone had have told me in my dark season that I would be restored and that I would be up preaching again, I wouldn't have believed them at all. And it's due to God's grace. It's due to his loving kindness. And it's due to the plan that he has for my life, that God is a big God and he can win with any hand. It doesn't matter what you do or what you don't do. Yes, I've taken a bit of a detour, you know. I've gone the long way around through my choices. But God has redirected me and that plan has stayed the same. He has never once taken that away from me. Yes, I felt like I've spent my seasons within the wilderness. But, you know, if he's put something on you, he will not take that away. If you make a mistake, if you sin, if you stuff up, if you decide even not to go there, I just know if he's put greatness, which he has inside of you and a plan upon your life, that that plan will not change, that you will get there. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. We need to trust God in these seasons, that he is a big God. Where are you now? Where do you feel like God is leading you to? I just want to finish today um, just with a verse that I've had on my heart for such a long time and it started back in that season that I started my sermon with. 
It's Habakkuk 2.2. says, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end. It will not prove false. Though it may linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and not delay. What are your dreams? What are your desires? What do you feel like God's placed on your heart? Write it down. Honestly, physically write it down. That's what I did. And pray about it. Seek God about it. Trust that God has that waiting for you. I just love this verse. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It may not be now, but I know if God's placed that on your heart, then it will come to pass. Trust in him. It will not prove false. Though it may linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and not delay. So I encourage you today, church, let's all stand up together as one because I believe that we are one and we are united. Nothing catches God off guard. Okay, even where we are today as a church, in the life of the church, some of you may be wondering, what's going on, God? Where are you? He is right here and he has a plan and a purpose. Nothing catches God off guard. Let's trust in him. Lord God, thank you, Lord. Let, let's just let's just pray. Thank you, Lord God, that you are here right now, Father, and that you are doing something in the life of this church that we can't see just yet, Lord. But what you're doing is so sacred. That this season that we're in right now, Lord God, you are moving. And even though we may not see that, Lord, we trust that you are building your church. That you are building us, Father. So, Lord, we thank you today, Lord, for the greatness that you've put in every one of us, Lord. We thank you for our identities, Lord God. We thank you that we are positioned for such a time as this, that we are here in this place today for a reason, Lord. I just pray that you would open our eyes. You would open up the heart of our understanding, Lord, that you would speak into our life, Lord God, that you would uh, give us fresh revelation of what you're doing now, Father. We trust you, Lord, that you would lead us and that you would guide us. We trust you together as a church that you would lead us and that you would guide us through this season into what you're unfolding, Lord. We thank you that it's going to be great, that it's going to be mighty, that it's going to be big, Lord, that you are going to move like never before, that this church is going to see a moving of the Holy Spirit that we've never seen before, that, Lord, we trust that you are doing the groundwork right now, Lord God, that you are building up people, Lord God, that you are drawing people to your side, Lord, that you are instilling in people greatness 
that you are instilling character, that you're instilling character, that you're instilling strength, Lord, that you are growing us right now. So, Lord, we embrace this season and we thank you, Father, for what you're doing in us now and what you're going to do. Amen. Say that to you. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We believe that. Please subscribe to hear more sermons from Epicenter Church.